and welcome to the FT Advisor podcast. Each week, we'll be joined by guests from the financial services world to discuss the most pressing industry issues. I'm Amy Austin, news editor at FT Advisor, and today I will be discussing what happened at the spring budget with Claire Trott, Divisional Director for Retirement and Holistic Planning at St James's Place, and Tim Morris, an IFA at Russell & Co. Welcome to you both and thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Amy. Hi, Amy. So, this week's budget came with a few surprises, especially around pensions. I mean, in recent years, the budget hasn't really contained too many shockers or changes for pensions. But yesterday, Chancellor Jeremy Hunt announced that the lifetime allowance would be abolished, something even the pensions world did not see. And audible gasps were heard across <laughs> the FD's newsroom, I can tell you that. Um, other announcements included changes to the annual allowance and maybe more importantly, an uplift to the money purchase annual allowance. Alongside these measures, Hunt also aimed to push 700,000 league carers of children who are on universal credit back into the workforce or to increase their working hours by boosting childcare incentives. Obviously, there was a raft of other things announced, but we cannot go through each and every one of them now. So Claire, maybe let's start with you. Did yesterday's budget come as a surprise? I nearly fell off my chair, it's <laughs> safe to say. Um, we waited and waited for the, it was nearly an hour in, and, uh, and I was thinking he's, he's not going to say it. He's, I think it's been leaked that we're going to get this uplift of the LTA. I'd been very diligent and prepped loads of comments and stuff to, to change everything. And then they just decided that they were going to abolish it, which I don't think they appreciate actually the impact that really will have on um, providers um, as well as um, the advice sector. It's going to be it's going to be a real challenge to get a lot of these changes through by by the turn of the tax year, um, and as I say, we've not seen the legislation either. Um, so there's still a lot of outstanding questions, um, which will make it really difficult for people to advise um, in the short term, especially if Labour decide to challenge it. Yeah, definitely. And what about you, Tim? Was you? Shocked? Yeah, well, pleasantly shocked um, in regards to most of it. So he wasn't expecting that much. You know, pretty much as Claire said, there was a, you know, a couple of things. The um, increase in the annual allowance had been mentioned, but I really didn't see that one coming. And um, you know, the the LTA increase, um, you know, or, or scrapping of, you know, the increase that was expected was was going to be a good thing. And you know, I could understand why they were doing that. Um, the reasoning behind the increase in annual allowance, I don't understand so much reasoning, but yeah, all good for quite a few clients. So uh, happy days and uh, nice to see a few. Uh, pension uh, rabbits out the hat because we've not had much yeah. uh, which has been good to uh, you know that things have been quiet in regard to pensions but yeah definitely some changes that are really good to see but as Claire mentioned a bit of a admin headache uh, coming up so uh, all good fun. Yeah I mean with the whole pension stuff as well um, Claire you know he's kind of mentioned in his speech about the whole you know annual allowance lifetime allowance but the MPAA change and even changes to the taper were kind of hidden amongst uh, the budget document um was we kind of expecting to see them as well i think with the with the taper with an increase to the annual allowance something had to be done so what has been done is what we expected would happen um there's been a few more bits drifting out of hmrc so we do know it's still going to be a two for one taper down to the ten thousand. so you've got to earn over three hundred and sixty thousand, uh, including your contributions to have a full taper of down to 10 um so it's, that's kind of how it would have to work. They couldn't have left it as it was. It just it it just wouldn't have worked. Um, the MPAA, I think, although it wasn't trailed and it was fairly well hidden in 
uh, or just just a, a one-liner pretty much in the budget reports um, when it's all about a budget for growth it's all about trying to get people back into work for me that's the big one that's mm. the thing that could drive people back to work um, and I personally feel that they could have gone further with that it's it feels to me it's an unnecessary restriction um, and there's no evidence that it's doing what they originally set it out to do mm. um and, and and i think that's you know, it's gonna that's gonna one that's really gonna get people back thinking about what they're doing with pensions not necessarily back to work but making mm. those extra contributions that are currently probably in salary exchange yeah and what about you tim would you please see yeah absolutely that that was something that i wanted and yeah totally agree with claire that um it's a step in the right direction but i think yeah we probably need to go further on that because um yeah there are a lot of people who who do consider that when it comes down to you know will, will they carry on working you know is it worth it in terms of funding the pension and so for me that's yeah definitely something said that that was needed and and yeah there will be people who will benefit from that and and a lot of people who got caught out unawares um the fact that they started drawing the pension maybe a bit earlier because you know everybody was obviously suffering with, with you know the lockdowns and COVID and and people wanted to leave the workplace and uh, yeah we lost these you know depending where you look at the figures but maybe five hundred thousand you know, over half a million um, workers um, you know mainly over the age of fifty five um, and so yeah if we can get some of those back in work then yeah it's got to be good for everybody yeah definitely and um, just coming back to the LTA because obviously that was the the big one in yesterday's announcement i mean it was even trending on twitter which is mm. you would never expect <laughs> Unbelievable. Amazing. <laughs> um, so what does this kind of mean you know for advisors and their clients claire it's i mean it's it's huge uh in all honesty there's going to be people who've opted out of schemes uh because of the the lifetime allowance even people with protections are going to have an opportunity to actually go back uh, still protect their tax-free cash uh, so we've heard that if you've got enhanced or fixed protection you'll still be able to protect your tax-free cash at that level. But after the end of the tax year, the regs will allow you to rejoin schemes um, and and obviously have no uh, lifetime allowance issues and no lifetime allowance charges. So there's going to be a lot of people who have saved a lot of money who are currently not saving into the pensions that will restart. So I think there'll be a lot of advisors going through their books of business, going through and checking um, which clients have chosen not to do that and are currently you know, bringing money into their estate they don't need to. So again, really great thing to look at with regards to IHT planning uh, and, and reviewing uh, outcomes. It's going to be a very busy year for pensions advisors mm. uh, going through their books. Um, I think we do need to be mindful that there is a chance that this will be challenged, um, whether whether or not we can get comfortable with it early enough in the tax year to be able to to take full advantage. Uh, but at least we have a full tax year to start thinking about recontributing, rejoining schemes. Um, it, it might actually come at a cost to some employers as well, because people will have opted out um, of auto enrolment uh, and things like that. And depending on what they were offered in exchange, they they may not have been paying these uh, these individuals uh, anything. Some of them will be in salary exchange, but some of them won't. And they and employers will. It could come at a cost to them um, with additional contributions made for those people at or above the lifetime allowance. 
Sure. Um, Tim, mm. are you already starting it, to kind of look at it? Yeah, very much so. So as I said, it's going to impact um, quite a few clients, and um, it, there's always you know some anomalies with it as well. With um, you know, the tax-free cash now, you know this um, two hundred sixty-eight thousand two hundred seventy-five figure, um, because yeah, it's limited to the old um, LTA allowance. But um, yeah, we there are you know people who need to then take action. But uh, you know, the great thing for me is yes, that's a bit of a headache. But um, I think it was I read thirty-nine percent of advisors actually voted for scrapping the LTA and said I didn't expect it but yeah I can I can totally understand why they did it and uh, you know I think I read that 80% of doctors were impacted by a tax charge but one in five of them were were leaving work so you know it's crazy and, and yeah that's what needed to be done um, but yeah there will be other people who it's going to benefit and um, some great planning opportunities for clients there so uh, yeah it's um, definitely a headache but a good one to have yeah so is kind of everyone better off in this scenario do you think or is or are there people who have maybe yeah missed out I, on it because I, um, it's come too late generally no one worse off I know one advisor who's um, looking uh, at cure ops for a couple of clients uh, which now doesn't, doesn't need to look at and so um, yeah I mean there's there's say always other consequences to these things um, but yeah in terms of um, most clients I mean it's it, it can't be a bad thing really and so you know the fact that they can keep building up the pension is good for everybody so you know I've got um, clients who were thinking you know is it is it worth carrying on once they've hit the lifetime allowance and generally, you know, it is depending on the situation, um, but now very much so. So, yeah, all good. And then um, Claire, think, oh, go on, Claire. I think there will be there'll be some resentment for the people who've taken benefits this year, mm. uh, retired this year, um, hit age 75, because if someone hits age 75 the next week or so, they could be hit by an LTA charge, whereas if their birthday was two weeks later, then they wouldn't be paying one. Mm. Um, so there's, mm, there's some, some things there. Um, people who unfortunately died this year or die in the next couple of weeks, um, dependent on exact circumstances, could be hit. Their, their beneficiaries could be hit by a charge. Whereas again, if they lasted a day or two more, then they, it wouldn't wouldn't be applicable. So there's always losers in mm. these things. Um, but I think what we there, there there's nothing that can be done about it unless when we finally see the regs there's there's some sort of retrospective um, application of this but whenever you go back you're going to always catch somebody um so uh, i think we do need to you know just be mindful there, there will be it will there will be losers but actually if we think about it they're not losing in comparison to what it would have been you know if they hadn't have changed it so it, mm. it's it's still a positive um but um i think for those who have been advised over the last few years, the majority wouldn't have necessarily gone over and above and crystallised beyond the LTA. So mm. they should still um, be have been protected by their advisor. And I think this really does show the value mm. of advice for a lot of people, um, whereas the uh, a lot of unadvised people just crystallise everything, uh, mm. take all that, take everything out and, and, and maybe get hit by tax charges. And then again at 75 because it's not been managed. But um, my experience with advisors is they're all very mindful of this sort of thing and are trying to protect their clients against these major legislative changes yeah. um, and, and not going further than they need to. Yeah, very much so. That's it with a bit of careful planning. Yeah, they're in a good position and, and now they've got a bit of extra headroom. But yeah, totally get what you're saying about there's, there's always unintended consequences and people who will get caught out and, you know, maybe some advisors who've, um, you know, helped their clients retire a little bit early. Um, now thinking actually, you know, yeah, you know, if they wanted to get back into work, then they've got that opportunity to do so. Um, you know, for some of them, um, if they have drawn, you know, if they have crystallised the pension and uh, limited 
limited by the MPA, it is still difficult. You know, that £10,000 for higher earners, you know, that limit just isn't enough, um, which is why I say it's only a step in the right direction. But yeah, definitely, uh, you know, positive moves forwards. And just going back to kind of, you know, are these pension changes likely to stay? Because, you know, I did see someone kind of questioning it um, as to whether, you know, it is just to get the doctors back into work and then... Mm you know, three, four years later. Yeah, and we like, don't need that anymore. Here you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's back. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll be back. <laughs> so, uh, tweeted, uh, yeah, it, it could well happen. And uh, yeah, I think, you know, the, a lot of um, people did question, you know, including advisors, you know, why has it happened? Um, yeah, and so I think, you know, these things are always fairly liquid and I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's, um, you know, goes back the other way somehow. Um, but yeah, if, we, if we've got a limit that's, you know, as long as it's not back to a million, you know, if it was put back to one, or wherever that is then yeah that's that's still a good thing still a positive um but yeah i, I can't see it uh, being scrapped for that long if i'm honest yeah i mean i, I, I have to disagree I, really? I think once we yeah because i think the, the the way that it's been worded is obviously we've got this year if, if we get through this first bit of legislation that which will you know remove the charges mm. that's one thing we get through the next piece of legislation which removes the lifetime allowance from from legislation mm. putting it back is a massive headache well true um, so it's not that they're they're going to from what i understand it's not they're going to say it's unlimited what they're going to do is they're going to remove the concept mm. um from from primary legislation so that putting that back in is really difficult um and will take a lot so put taking it out is, is why they're not doing it from day one they're not removing the lta from day one they're just removing the charges because uh, okay. the changes to legislation are so significant um the knock-on effect of the lta itself on lots of other things needs to be considered so i think once we get through that second stage then we're home free to a certain extent without consultation um and and again levels of protection they'd need to bring in protections again back to the ada type protections that that we saw or still see um, so I think we've got a year of, of uncertainty um, until we see the second round of legislation changes. And I think mm. once that gets done and through Parliament, then then that I will feel much more comfortable that, that we're done with the LTA. Because mm. that's the, the future finance bill, is it, that um, that's coming in where it'll all become hopefully a bit clearer? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we wait, wait, wait for, wait for it all. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, that's going to have to take, have to go through. I, I don't think... Although there is there has been talk of Labour challenging this because they're saying it's giving money to high earners. Well, yeah. um, it, it is it is mainly um, the, the the doctors, you know, that it, it I believe this has been put in for. Um, we see it day in day out um, the the charges that they get annually and uh, again on their their lifetime, and I can see it's it's trying to help the public sector in, in that sense. Mm. Um, so I. I I think you know even even if it got challenged in Parliament, the the pressure from the BMA, the pressure from the doctors um, would still at least force it through. Um, okay. If, even if um, we we lose the it's gone entirely, I, I could still see that the, it being raised significantly as a worst case scenario. 
Mm, interesting. Yeah, I think a lot of advisors say, you know, did, did want it scrapped. And, um, you know, part of the thinking is that, it, as you say, it would be difficult to, to bring it back in, in any form and makes sense. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely one targeted for the, um, you know, sort of older middle class, the, the, you know, average conservative voter, they say, is, is about 47. So a lot of them thinking about coming to draw the pension in not not too distant future. Um, and, um, and and then, you know, having grown up in the countryside, I know that potholes uh, were the other big issue. And, uh, you know, those, those are a big <laughs> concern for people in the countryside but yeah i think you know this is the one that's um that you know for me you know is, is really good to see and uh, yeah if, I mean, if it doesn't come back then even better Hot souls are a big concern for me. I've actually fallen over one before. So. <laughs> yeah, no, they are very hazardous. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. That makes two of us, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the only one. <laughs> well, you know, so we've kind of had this big tick list. You know, we've had the lifetime allowance gone. The MPAA is risen. You know, which loads of people were calling for for many, many years. Did he miss anything in his budget, though? Do you think? You know, there was no mention about state pension age which you know it was yeah. floating around there that it may pop up but mm. they've kind of kept it where it is for now do you reckon it's just because they're waiting for the review to come out uh, yeah yeah so it's very much kind of yeah just keeping it as it is retaining the, the triple lock um you know 10.1 percent um uplift for uh, pensioners will uh, definitely be a popular one for their core vote as well i'm sure so but yeah i was expecting them to bring um down the um the age from 68 you know which is happening in in 2046 but uh yeah i think that that still is under review and i, I think that is coming not um too far down the line um but the other one for me actually the thing as it was uh, auto enrollment they're on about uh, you know reducing the limits for the um lower threshold and uh, you know that that would have been a big benefit for a lot of people lower earners so yeah i think they've um they've missed out on that one but um yeah who knows that that could be a bit further down the pipeline still to come sure yeah i think the ae stuff is still to come we've just had the legislation that allows them to change it um, which is quite interesting they had to pass a piece of legislation to allow them to be able to make those changes so that's gone mm, through yes. now yeah, true. So, once, yeah. so now now they'll have to do the legislation to actually change it i mean it seems a little bit insane um <laughs> but if this is parliament i don't understand how it works um <laughs> so for that one um uh, i think and, and again with the, the state pension age it's it's a long time off so even if they do bring it in 10 years early um then you know we've, we've still got quite a few years for them to um make sure we all know about it i'm going to put it that way um <laughs> yeah. i'm 68 anyway that's mine's going to be 68 so uh it, it doesn't make a difference to me <laughs> yeah, sure. um they, they, they don't complain about not being too old that's where i'm going no, with that one no, I'm with you. Uh, interest, interestingly steve webb posted something on twitter i don't know if anyone saw it about them um changing the normal minimum pension age again to mm. 60 and i was mm. dreading that i thought does he have an insider <laughs> take on that one i'm a bit nervous um because I've, I've been working through changing all our legislation all our documents and everything for the the move to 57 and that's been painful enough um yeah. but a move to 60 would be would would really be catastrophic but it actually you know if you're trying to keep people in work not letting them access their pensions yeah is a very harsh way to do that yeah um yeah. But thankfully, that wasn't there. So I wouldn't say that was a missed opportunity. I would say um, it's a it's a nice reprieve. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be too surprised in that one because you know, going back to the uh, pension ISA concept when the the lifetime ISA ISA came in, mm. then um, obviously, yeah, that that's set to the age of sixty for people who are looking exactly. to take benefits for retirement. Um, actually, that was another missed opportunity. I think really for me, ISAs they they have become too complicated, and the beautiful thing about ISAs was always the fact they're so simple, and and now they they really aren't. And uh, having a conversation with someone yesterday about their uh, lifetime ISA, and uh, you know 
it's a case of well it's you know it never really became mainstream and it's just a kind of you know something there to have in the background really um but yeah it's uh, you know for me yeah i would have liked to see something on that but i can understand why it wasn't a priority at the moment but again hopefully uh, we'll see that in the not too distant future yeah is there any anything else claire that you think or oh, actually that could have that could have come out um, uh, my my only my only wishes really were that actually I think a slight simplification of the the tax bands really would have um, been something. And I know they obviously they re- they reduced the forty five percent down to starting at one two five one forty. Mm. Um, but um, for, for me, it would have been much more preferable to drop that to one hundred and get rid of the personal allowance taper because yet again it's complex. People don't understand it. Mm. Um, and uh, a lot of advisors um, such as ourselves spend a long time trying to get people out of that 60% band. Yeah. Um, and um, it, it could, it, it, for those people, again, who aren't advised, who aren't aware, um, are paying unnecessary tax. Um, and it, it, it feels wrong and complex um, and probably costs HMRC a lot of money to administer as well. Mm. Yeah. Um, so that that I think is a missed opportunity to add another la- another another layer of simplification. Mm-hmm. That doesn't yeah. make sense. You know what I mean? <laughs> They've added a um, few few extra tax traps in there, which yeah, is uh, all good for advisors. Well, I can say they they could have just just cleaned it up. Yeah. Um, and 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 just you keep your personal allowance, but we're we're just going to charge you forty five percent from a hundred grand. You no, know, mm. it's it, it it would have just been a lot easier, and I suspect there wouldn't have been a huge amount in the numbers of tax take. But um, there would have been a lot of saving in admin um, on HMRC's side. Yeah, yeah, no, but I mean that's you know with with the um, additional uplift in the annual allowance, then yeah, it does give people that opportunity to still you know avoid some of that sixty percent tax because you know I think it's up to an extra nine thousand pounds um, tax yeah. relief they're available, and actually for me that helps a lot of my um, business clients who you know they've got this increase in corporation tax still going ahead, and uh, you know I, I was hoping there'd be something um, you know to help businesses out, but obviously yeah didn't really see much on that side of things. Um, so yeah, that you know the fact that they can put an extra 20,000 in save that corporation tax that's uh, even better for them going forward so yeah. uh, yeah. just proves pension, pensions always win again it, that's so, it uh, you can't go wrong this is what i was saying again <laughs> to people yesterday <laughs> yeah pensions are the way forward absolutely <laughs> well i guess we'll have to wait for a couple of weeks for l day now where all, all the legislation comes out and then yeah we can have even more discussions about <laughs> what is actually going on. Yeah. Well, Claire and more Tim. More excitement to come. <laughs> exactly. Claire, Tim, thank you so much for joining us this week. Yeah, pleasure. Tune in next week where we will discuss other goings on in the industry.